Welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With member podcast. RSVP is a member community for the global luxury wedding and party industry. And every week I interview a different member. After half an hour, you'll know them like old friends. Sit back and enjoy. My guest today describes herself thus. I'm the owner and lead planner for Events Down Pat, a full-scale destination wedding business on the island of Jamaica. I'm a lover of all things beautiful and a firm believer that knowledge and experience is never wasted. Likening my life's journey to the sport of gymnastics, having had to perform many metaphorical cartwheels, backflips and handstands, none of which in reality I can do. I remain grateful though for the journey it has taught me over many lessons. I spent 17 years in a 95 world, working mainly in the government sector and have had very many interesting and diverse experiences, including teaching Spanish at an all boys school. Note though, teaching a foreign language to a, a room full of boys going through puberty as a 20 year old fresh out of university is no joke. I also worked on government infrastructure projects in poor rural communities and worked on a crime prevention program which provided opportunities for at-risk youth and regenerated them into society when necessary. Throughout these years, I was the resident event planner for all workplace events and in all my social groups. Everyone with a question about any event knew that they could just ask Pat. I did a pro bono wedding season for my friends for about 10 years before it dawned on me that I could actually do it as a business. I've also dabbled in party planning along the way, and I now have 16 years of planning under my belt, nine of those being dedicated to destination wedding planning. The high point of my career was my recent experience of planning and producing a celebrity wedding, along with my mentor, Preston Bailey. I'm in my 10th year of marriage to my soulmate, Jeffrey, who I met at his mother's funeral. She's also the bonus mob to his remarkable 16-year-old daughter, Amoy. Welcome, Patrice Nephew. Thank you for having me, James. So happy to be here. No problem whatsoever. Very interesting summary you've put of yourself there. So we're, we're going to go into a few questions there. But events down Pat, sort of, where did the name come from? What, what did you, um, obviously Pat's your name and you do events, but down Pat, so that normally means? Certainly. So the name down Pat is also a service promise, James, that no matter what your event is, it's under control. I've got you. Pat has got you. Your event is okay. definitely down Pat. And having been part, having incorporated a part of my name into the name of the business, it also puts that added, would I say, pressure on me to overperform okay. at all okay. times. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, um, this isn't a podcast about your business or anything like that. It's about, it's about you in person, but I'm glad you got the plug in anyway. That's really good. <laughs> so let's talk about your childhood, where you grew up. Was it in Jamaica? Have you always been in Jamaica? And your earliest influences, your first memory, what can you remember? Certainly. Well, I can remember as far as um, three years old, actually. <laughs> so I, I have pretty good memory. But, you know, I grew up in a rural town in Jamaica called Malvern, St. Elizabeth. Jamaica is divided up into parishes. And funny enough, a lot of the names in Jamaica mirror those of the UK. And as we had in a previous conversation, I had shared with you. So I grew up with my grandparents, my paternal grandparents. So my father went to live in the U.S. when I was pretty young. And uh, unfortunately, too, he died when I was pretty young, when I was eight years old. I'd been living with my grandparents since the age of two. 
And my mother, unfortunately, was not able to finance me, you know, wasn't able to take care of me because she, she had four other children as well. So my grandparents stepped in and they were like, okay, this is Patrick's daughter. So I'm named after my dad, Patrick. This is Patrick's daughter. I'm going to ensure that she gets the best of everything. So my grandparents have, even though they'd been retired, they gave me the best care ever, sent me to very good schools, went to the Hampton School for Girls, and then on to university. And even though it was not easy, but I still, I mean, I made it through. Also, they also saw the importance of well, as well of my spiritual upbringing. So I had to go to church Sunday school every Sunday. There was no compromises there. So, I mean, I got a very good and rounded experience. I was also involved in a lot of extracurricular activities. So our school had like a quiz team, a debating team. I was part of that. I was a school prefect. So I had leadership skills from early, thankfully. And um, I can also remember, you mentioned the earliest memory. I can remember my birthday cake when I was three years old. James, it was the most beautiful cake. It had um, <laughs> lollipops all around the edges and Smarties, those little candies were sprinkled all over it. It was a three-year-old's fantasy. I'm telling you, I can, I still can't forget it. <laughs> so definitely. And then I had said in my intro that I actually had a, a lot of, you know, my, my, my road to where I am now was not quite, was not linear, just like anyone else's experience. But, you know, having grown up with my grandparents, uh, certain opportunities that possibly would have been afforded to me had my dad been alive were limited. So originally I wanted to be a lawyer. So growing up in rural Jamaica. Okay. Growing up in rural Jamaica, you're told, okay, you're going to be a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, right? And uh, however, when I was in sixth form, about to do my A-levels, I was I was saying to myself, there's no way I'm going to get through for law school. I guess some self-doubt kicked in. So I said, what next? So I said, I like tourism, hospitality and tourism management sounds good. And that seemed like it would have been easier to get into. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to change my career choice, I'd let, why not it be something that I like, be dealing with people and all of that. So I did hotel and tourism management. But then towards the end of my studies at university, then came grandma again to say, Patrice, remember grandpa has now died. You have to come back home now and, you know, be with me because I'm like in my 80s now, you know. So, of course, this young 20-year-old, 21-year-old, after having big plans of going to probably work with the sandals chain or working abroad with probably Disney or, you know, wherever, because I did hotel and tourism management, you know. Um, but then I had to go back home to, to our rural town in, in Jamaica. And uh, honestly, I was crushed, but I also am happy I did. So I my first job was teaching. Okay. <laughs> so you know that... Um, So teaching was, it was one out of two options for a young professional, regardless of whatever you studied. Once you live in the country area, in the rural areas, you're either going to be, try to get a teaching job or a bank job. The bank jobs were filled. Okay. (laughs) So guess what? Guess who had to teach? Okay. So... 
you became a teacher at an all-boys school teaching oh Spanish. So you know, boys <laughs> don't like foreign languages, or most of them don't, right? I don't know if you know that. Boys, boys don't like anything. They just want to just not be in school. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you have this teaching career, which was which is great, and everything like that. But and and then you worked on government infrastructure projects, and then you became an event planner. And we're now going to just talk about maybe your likes and dislikes and your creativity. But 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 obviously the um the thing that maybe was quite interesting in your um summary was you met your husband at his mother's funeral. <laughs> yes, I did. Am I a, am I a bad person? <laughs> I can. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, you know, you, uh, you obviously grabbed him at an emotional oh, time and, and you kept him. I, I'm you know, telling um, you, it was, um, it's so ironic, James. So my husband, um, he, I know, I know his siblings or I knew his siblings all along, but never knew that he existed. So his brother and I are very good friends, childhood friends, probably my best male friend. And I went to that funeral to support my friend whose mom had passed, right? And uh, while I was there, I saw this man in this black suit looking like a wonderful snack. Can I say that on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) You can say anything you want. I saw him looking like a giant snicker bar. And I'm like... I said to my friend, I said my words exactly. I was like, who's that chocolate over there? (laughs) So he said, ew, that's my brother. (laughs) And so I met him there. (laughs) And uh, we were just introduced um, because I saw him at the repast and It might have been like almost a year after I saw him again. And I didn't know he was taking notice of me from then. I know I was definitely taking notice of him. So when I saw him again, I saw him at a party. So one of these parties that I used to um, uh, coordinate with my same friend I was telling you about. So he just pulled me over and started dancing with me. And the rest is history. This December, we celebrate 10 years of marriage. There we go. Well, congratulations, congratulations. So, okay, <laughs> okay. So um, you had a first career, which was great, and that sort of gave you the base to to go into wedding planning. But we are all creative people in this industry. So do you have a favourite art form? Is it film, I love music, music. dance? Music. I love yeah. all art forms. I wish I could do all of them. I appreciate visual arts. I love dance. I, I like to dabble in those, but I'm not that good at them. But I just love music. I love the effect that it has on my mind, on my mood. There is a song that I can associate with every era of my life, every experience. I Yes, music is it for me. I love music. Okay. And any particular favorite bands, or who who did you go and see? Who, what was your first ever concert or, or or band you saw you saw play live? Well, you know, well it would have to be at one of our our shows in Jamaica. So we used to there used to be this show called the Air Jamaica Jazz and Blues Festival, which was not only it had a little bit of R and B and all of that in there and a little reggae. It was a fusion really of music. And I got to see Michael Bolton, Kenny Rogers. Um, they were performing. Uh, but my all-time favorite, of course, I'm going to be biased, is reggae. So Beresford Hammond, Beres Hammond um, and all those 
persons. And my favorite genre, though, is actually 80s, 80s disco, just 80s, anything 80s. Yeah. Well, so I, I, I can't even choose. Okay, I feel like okay. one genre will be jealous of the other if I chose it, you know, so I just love music. Okay. And do you have a favorite film or TV show or style of, style of television? You know, you like my favorite films? my favorite film of all time was probably from in the 90s. It was Ghost. Yes, I'm that fan of Ghost where that scene where Patrick okay. Swayze and Demi Moore, that um, pottery scene and that, okay. <laughs> yeah, that uh-huh. that's definitely my favorite film. And to be honest, I think it might also have stemmed from the, the era in my life, which my dad had just died. And I thought that connecting in that film if you remember it was about her connecting with her partner who had died so it it was also symbolic for me but I I just think it was such a brilliant film no I do I do the Netflix binge watching I do I must confess and uh, (laughs) I I think Jane the Virgin was my and that was one that I totally, I, wa- I watched all of the seasons. And when there was a season break, I couldn't wait until the final season came on. So, so I do the Netflix and chill thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you, you've mentioned Smarty Cakes and Snickers Bar. So I'm going to ask you for your favorite food. And is it another piece of confectionery? No, or, or, no I, I have. Or I, is it? I, um, is it something? To... I, have, I, have, I have a lifetime confectionery <laughs> in the form of my husband. <laughs> but I, I, I would say though, my favorite food is more on the savory side and spicy. So. I do like, there's a Jamaican dish, which we call uh, stew peas, which really is, you know, red kidney beans stewed with pig's tail. We put some coconut sauce in, coconut milk in there, have it well seasoned, well cooked down, and then it's it's served with plain rice. So my, yeah. that's my all-time favorite comfort. I taste the love in that food, right? Remind us of the name of that again, please. We just call it stew peas. Oh, the stew name peas. of the... Stewed peas. Stew peas. Okay. Okay. Okay, in your home, you have an amazing bar, and be- behind it is your husband dressed as a Snickers bar, and and he's about to to serve you some a, a drink. He's got every single drink with him. What do you order from your husband, looking very very hot <laughs> and chocolatey? Do you know that <laughs> my favorite all time drink? I'm a rum girl. I I. And it's so unusual because I know probably most women might like other types of drinks, but I'm a rum girl. There's a rum that we have in Jamaica called Ray and Nephew Overproof White Rum. And it goes down well with anything citrusy. So, um, or, or probably, yes, anything fruity or citrusy. And whenever you come to Jamaica, you have to try it because I think it tastes better on the island with the sea breeze hitting your face. I will definitely do yeah. that. Okay, so you, you're having a dinner party at home, okay? You're having stew pea, um, and you're having um, what this white rum with all kinds of citrusy drinks. Uh, who's around the table? Who are you having dinner with? And this could be anybody, alive or dead, fictional, or someone that you never ever met, somebody who's a celebrity, it can be anybody. Who's your dream your dream dinner party? Who would you want walk around okay, that place? Okay, so I there are probably about there are four persons that have to be there, right? 
toward toward dead toward alive. So okay, well you can have as many yeah, as you want. Yeah, but these are the must haves. They have to, they can't decline my invitation, right? So definitely, I, I'd love to have Whitney there, and I'd like her to to sing to the guests. I would have loved for her to sing to the guests, you know, either okay. upon their arrival or before they leave you know or i definitely would want bob marley there because he's just like a cool dude and he would just definitely spice things up a lot right and then i would love to have beyonce there because i mean it's beyonce come on now it was just my, my street cred would go up by like a million if beyonce came to my dinner party and definitely have Definitely. Definitely have to have Preston Bailey because the, the flowers and the decor has to be over the top. So those four persons have to be there. Okay. Anybody else? It's a, it's a big okay. table. Okay. So definitely I, wow. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from people who are actually the closest to me because then if I start calling names, then, you know, there others are going to get jealous, right? So definitely my friend, my closest <laughs> friends, especially those from before we were 10 years old, because I do have friends. Now I have at least five friends who we've been friends from before the age of 10. So they would definitely have to be there. I would definitely love to have, well, Colin Cowie seems like he'd be a wonderful guest too. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he would definitely raise it a, a few notches and he'd definitely be there to tell us what we're doing right or what we're not doing <laughs> doing right. <laughs> oh, he'll definitely tell tell us that. Yes, 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 definitely. Definitely. But you know what? I would anyone who just enjoys life, knows how to have a good time, they definitely would make it to the list. So James, you'd make it to the list as well, because you're a pretty cool dude. Oh, you're very you're kind. Cool Thank yeah, you. I'd Thank invite you. <laughs> you are very kind. And we all work very hard in this industry and I imagine you've done lots of back to back events and you just need some time off. So I mean, but you are in the Caribbean and and so is there anywhere where you would want to go, either in the Caribbean or further afield, or is it part of Jamaica you just disappear to just to recharge your batteries? So in terms of recharging my batteries, there's definitely a place on the south coast, a community called Treasure Beach. Treasure Beach is, it is a tourist destination, but it is still unspoiled and off the beaten track. So you will have villas and small boutique hotels there. So you do get the, the tourist experience per se, and you're by the sea. However, you also get that feeling that you're, you, you can interact with the residents. You feel, you feel safe. And for me, I like to just be by the sea. I love the sound of the water. It relaxes me. So whenever I have like something to conceptualize or whenever, I, if I feel a bit stressed, that's my happy place. So that for, for Jamaica, that's definitely it. But my all-time favorite place, so this is going to be, I, I, I just spoke about the peace and quiet, okay. right? But then my all-time favorite place yeah. to travel to is New York City, which is quite the opposite. <laughs> uh, which is not peaceful <laughs> no, or quiet. No, but you know what? I, I find it so, I find that city so amazing. Such diverse experiences, um, 
So if you want the tourist, the touristy type of experience, it's there. If you want to see how the different nationalities, the different um, persons from the different cultures, it's a melting pot of the different cultures, which is good. It is. You know, and funny enough, I've gone to New York and found places that New Yorkers themselves don't even didn't even know existed, which. Yes, oh, wow. so I'm that okay. much of a lover of New York. And do you have a special talent that maybe comes out when you've had a few too many runs? <laughs> oh, well, no. Or, or maybe not. Maybe you could be sober. You I know, don't know. You know what, James? All right, so I did mention that I, I taught Spanish, but the, the Spanish, it was a beginner's, beginner's Spanish because I did, I did Spanish throughout up to university level. So I did remember most of the words by the time I finished university. Of course, by now, I don't remember a lot about it. But I remember having gone to a workplace, um, having gone to a conference for one of the jobs that I did long after I stopped um, teaching Spanish. And I remember it was at an all-inclusive hotel and there were persons from Central America there and we were drinking wine. So I kept ordering the wine until the bartender just sent the bottle because he was like, each time this woman is ordering a glass of wine, right? So I was there talking yeah. with these persons who I was, you know, at first you're going to be like, my Spanish is not so good. So I'm just speaking a few words. James, by the time I got, we went through a bottle or two of wine, I was so fluent. I knew words that even when I was teaching, I never used. <laughs> we were talking about the government, el gobierno. We were talking about the economy. We were talking about so many things that I'm sure, having not had those those bottles of wine, I'm sure I wouldn't even know, but I was quite fluent. They were... Either that or they were very polite. So you're... you're <laughs> <To see. laughs> Maybe a bit of both. I don't know. Maybe a bit of both. Yeah. But I mean, apart from that, I, I okay. do have... So like public speaking has been a talent that I've been able to hone from an early age. Um, having done like little speeches, recitals for like the Chris, Christmas plays, etc. So I'm not afraid of audiences. So I find that, you know, I can like MC a function or whatever it might be, and it might not be an issue to me. And uh, I've, I've also primed myself in doing whatever I try to do, I can. So I remember once in my earlier wedding planning career where there was a friend, you know, in that wedding season when everybody got a free wedding, I remember as well doing makeup <laughs> for one of uh, my friends because she couldn't have wow. afforded to get a makeup artist. And she looked quite dazzling, I might say, if I might say so myself. So I do, once I like something or I want to do it, I'm going to get it done. Okay, okay. Now, we all work in the luxury space. What do you think is the definition of luxury? Is there a product or service or experience that you think really epitomizes it? I believe that luxury is, firstly, anticipating what the client wants and giving it to them, giving them what they didn't know that they really wanted. You know, I, th I think that it, that is very powerful. I think as well that any brand that personalizes something, you know, personalizes a product that again is the epitome of luxury. Once you can receive a, receive a product or service and know that this was you were specially thought of before this pro this product yeah. or service reached to you, I think that is phenomenal. And I can think of two brands that 
for me epitomize luxury, one of which is our very own sandals chain in Jamaica. I just think that, you know, I, di- I did a yeah. brief stint in terms of an internship with them over 20 years ago. And I remember being familiar with their customer service manual and uh, all of what I just described, you know, just anticipating the guest's need before they even have that need letting them know that, yes, it's okay, you want it, yes, it's yours, you know, acknowledging a client from our guests from their 10 feet away, even if you're dealing with another customer, at least make some level of eye contact. When they're five feet away, you stand to, to greet them. You don't point them to the yeah. direction in which they're going. You, you accompany them. And uh, I, I just think that any brand that practices that level of service delivery, for me, is a luxury brand. And one experience I had with another brand, which, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the Four Seasons. When I went to the Four Seasons Orlando, I remember going into the hotel room some years ago. And on the, the screen was really in the mirror, which, I mean, me, island girl, I didn't see that in the other hotels I've been to. And it had (laughs) welcome Patrice. It, like it had my it it, it the, the screen was welcoming me, which was and I just yes, thought that yes. was I mean maybe others might have been exposed to the brand before me and I've seen it before but I thought this is pretty good I mean the TV which is in the mirror is saying hello Patrice <laughs> you know and then no I then go to the bathroom and yes there is a miniature mirror with a screen saying hello, Patrice, again. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, should I be flattered or should I be <laughs> should I be worried or should I be flattered that there's a screen in the bathroom saying hello to it's, me? <laughs> it's a mind-reading mirror, obviously. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> but yes, I, obviously. I definitely think that okay. once there is personalization and once you anticipate the... The, the client's needs before they even can think about it. And once you also, another thing is once you, any brand that looks at reducing whatever the pain points are for a client or a customer, brilliant. I think that's where the service okay. standard should be. And what frustrates you? What would you rather the world could do without? Poor customer service, bad communication, so poor customer service in terms of the opposite of what I just said and just people seeking answers and you, you're not giving it to them or you're just doing enough to stay employed but not. That's a pet peeve of mine. Like, I believe people should go above and beyond, you know. And uh, I also think the world can do without hypocrisy. Like, it's overrated. Like, come on now, yep. just be real, you know. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, like seriously, it's 2023, almost 2024. Come on, who needs that? Yeah, so I definitely, those those are things that really frustrate me. I think, you know, let's just be genuine, just be real. We've, I mean, we've come out of uh, two to three years of what was like the most trying time for most persons in light of the pandemic, you know? I mean, it's it's our moment of truth. We just need to be genuine, be intentional, but just be genuine about what we do. RSVP is a naughty brand. It's one of our brand values. And because we, we, we just like to be naughty, we like to be fun. Um, so tell us something that you've done, which is naughty, or tell us a naughty joke or a dirty joke. Okay, so I can't think of any. I really tried to think of a naughty or dirty joke. I didn't think of any. In terms of the naughtiest thing I've done, 
me and the good Lord spoke about it and we promised never to speak of it again, right? So I can't break that <laughs> promise. Oh, that's a get out. Oh, that's a get but out. But just to say, oh. I'll just give you a little hint that there is a location on this island which I vowed never to return to. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's even more intriguing. Yeah, that's more than some of your guests have told you. It probably is. It probably is quite right. Okay. Well, um, and and did you divulge it to the priest or just or just to the good Lord? The good Lord only. I, I couldn't even trust the priest. Okay. No. Okay. It was that intense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we're coming to the end of our session now. So, Patrice nephew, thank you very much, Patrice nephew, who has lived her. Her whole life through sweetness, starting with a Smarties cake, moving on to a Snicker bar of her husband, and ending with a white rum cocktail. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, James. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for listening. If you wish to join RSVP, please go to the website, rsvp.club, or email me, james at rsvp.club. Our next large event is in Istanbul in April 2024. See you all next week.